Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Happy New Year, Edwin. Happy New Year, Andrew. First episode of 2022. This is so exciting. It is. <laughs> I Listen, you know, it's been two crazy years. Yeah, it has. I think, you know, 2020, I think I said this last week, 2020 was like five years all rolled into yeah, one. Yeah, absolutely it was. 2021 was like five months. <laughs> I mean, it just flew by. Well, to, to me, it like didn't move until all of a sudden it did. Well, okay. I understand. <laughs> I understand. I understand. Uh, and now we're in 2022. We're just going to see how this one works out. It could be the trifecta. It could be, or <laughs> this is, you know, the brand new start to a brand new year. Well, and, and that's, gonna... I love that about a new year. I really do. It's one of my favorite times of the year. Just so much optimism, got some goals, got some resolutions. Yeah. We might even have some people jumping in on text talk today. They've been meaning to do it, you know, to get into kind of a good routine of some, some uh, Bible devotion and prayer. And this is, you know, that's what this program's all about. Absolutely. I think it's a great habit to get into just to listen to the word, read the word, talk about the word for just a few minutes every day. Yeah. And then carry that with you and let it be a part of every part of your day. So if you're new to text talk, welcome. We are Glad looking to have at... You. The Gospel of Matthew in the 18th chapter for our, for our devotions this week. I'm going to read the first five verses from the English Standard Version, Matthew 18, verses 1 through 5. At that time, the disciples came to Jesus saying, Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And calling to him a child, he put him in the midst of them and said, Truly I say to you, unless you turn and become like children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Whoever humbles himself like this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Whoever receives one such child in my name receives me. What do you think about that question? What do you think about that desire to be great in the kingdom of heaven? I mean, doesn't that seem like a, a good thing that, that Christian people would want to be great in, in Christ's kingdom? I believe the desire to be great in the kingdom of heaven is a fantastic desire. Mm-hmm. However, that's not the question they ask. Oh. <laughs> notice, notice they don't ask, who is great in the kingdom? How does the New King James word it? Who then is greatest ah, in okay, the kingdom so, yeah. of heaven? So it's not just who is great. It's not just who does a good job, who's who's a great disciple, who's, who's really fulfilling discipleship and kingdom of heaven living. I mean, the reality is, didn't Jesus already answer that question back several weeks ago when we were in Matthew's? Chapters five, six, and seven. <laughs> here's here's yeah, what it means to be a disciple. Here's what it means to live in the kingdom. Yeah, here's what kingdom it means citizen. to do the to do the great things of the kingdom. The mm-hmm. question here is not just who is great in the kingdom, but who is the greatest, the goat, the, the goat, the greatest <laughs> in the kingdom of heaven. Well, uh, he's going to talk about that. A uh, couple of things, maybe just kind of setting up into this question. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Matthew 16, there's the confession by Peter, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. And so a recognition that Jesus is the Messiah, and there's a kingdom that's going to come along with that. In Matthew 17, Jesus is transfigured, the scripture says. He shines so brightly, Peter, James, John, they get to observe this, that now their eyes, you know, you're going to believe me, believe your lion eyes. Their eyes have seen this glory like nothing else. So there is a, a conviction and a great faith 
that Jesus is the Christ. Oh, yeah. He's the Messiah. He is who he says he is. There is a kingdom coming. And and I think from that place of faith, now we go to a place of mm, pride. <laughs> well, I certainly think there's pride going on here. Keep in mind, we do know from Mark 9.33 and Luke 9.46 that the setup for this question is that the disciples have actually been arguing Mm-hmm. about who is the greatest. Okay. They, they've actually been arguing. Luke, I'm going to read it from Luke 9, 46. An argument arose among them as to which of them was the greatest. So I, I don't know. I'm, the way Matthew, Mark, and Luke present this, this scenario. Do you, do you think Thomas said, I doubt it's me? <laughs> he might. I don't know. Uh, now, look. You know, I know we kind of pick our ones who who would make their case. Peter, James, and John obviously come at the top because I mean, they, they seem to be, be the inner circle. Yeah, yeah. They get these special things. But, you know, Thomas was the one who uh, had rallied the disciples to follow Jesus when they were heading back, I think, for Lazarus. And he's like, look, That's let's right. follow him. And if we die, we die. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thomas at that point might stand up as one of the leaders and one of the the, the truly faithful that's ready and willing to die with the Lord. And so it wouldn't surprise me if Thomas didn't have his case for guys. It's me. Well, it's hey, me. I mean, if you, when you think along those lines, Judas himself is the one trusted with money. He's the treasurer. He yes. would be a responsible fellow in this new kingdom, a, a chief administrator. Yeah, look, guys, Jesus wants me to hold the money bag. It's probably me. Yeah, and, yeah. And, of course, Peter, James, and John are all, well, but guys, we we're the ones that— so I don't know yeah. if all 12 of them are making their case for themselves or if they're divvying up in sides behind one or two or three of them. But as, as Matthew, Mark, and Luke, the gospel writers, come at this scenario from different angles, we do know mm-hmm. that as part of this picture, these guys have been arguing not just about what are the greatest characteristics for discipleship, not not just okay, how can I be a great disciple? How can I be the best disciple that I can be or Mm -hmm. the best servant Mm -hmm. in the kingdom of heaven that I can be? It is which one of us Mm -hmm. is the greatest. The greatest. You know, let's get the stats out. Let's uh, let's run the numbers and let's just figure it out. And then somewhere in this, even as Jesus is is talking to them about it, they straight up ask Jesus, well, look, could you solve this for us? I mean, you know, there, there's obviously this point where Jesus says, what were you guys talking about? And they don't want to talk, tell him because they were arguing. But at some point in this, they just go ahead and hand it over to him and say, well, would you just would you just finish this for us and tell us who is the greatest? And so it would seem there was more folks around for this question, um, which tells me this is a if it was a private dispute among them, it, it had gotten a little public, it had gotten a little loud, because Jesus was able to look out. Uh, verse 2 says, Jesus called a little child to him, set him in the midst of them. Um, and so here's our object lesson for what greatness is. It's a little child. Okay, let me back up because I this is in one of those places where we realize that sometimes how at least how I picture what's going on it is not is not what's happening because I have always pictured what's happening with the disciples. Anytime I see Jesus talking to the disciples, it's almost like I see them all in their own room or or off somewhere nobody else is around as yeah. he is secretly teaching them. 
But here's this moment where it's the apostles talking to him, but he's able to reach out and say, look, there's a little kid over there. I mean, if there's a little kid over there, I'm guessing there's probably more than one little kid over there. And if there's more than one little kid over there, I bet there's actually other people over there. I doubt it's just Jesus, the 12 apostles, and look, there's a kid. (laughs) And the stray child wandering around. The stray child wandering (laughs) around. No, we've got crowds of people. We've got, and he's able to look out and say, yeah, let's bring the kid. What an unexpected response. Yeah. As the disciples are expecting, oh, it's you. Peter, mm-hmm. yeah. oh, it's you, Judas. It's you. No, no, it's a, it's this child. Let me. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go outside of this group, and I'm gonna bring that child over here, and I'm gonna say it's this guy. That's pretty humbling in and of itself to look out beyond all twelve of these apostles. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and at this moment, say no, no, uh, uh, over there, you all need to learn a lesson right now, and you need to be like this kid. And he points out something specifically about the child, and it has to do with humility. Whoever humbles himself like this child, this causes me a great deal of struggle. I'm trying to figure out what what is it, what is, is the it, humility of the child that he's bringing up here? Yeah. So in verse four of mine, it says, "Therefore, whoever humbles himself as this little child is the greatest." But, and I'm not sure what yours might say in verse 3, the New King James says, is converted. Mm -hmm. You are converted and become as a little child. That's like a total transformation. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's honestly, okay, let me just back up. So the first thing is, I I noticed this idea of humility. Mm -hmm. And it's the humility like a child. And as I'm trying to figure that out, I know over the years, it's like I've tried to play child psychologist. What is it about children that is... That, that has a like a natural humility. And yeah. I've now had four kids. Right. And I've I been mean teaching Bible classes and <laughs> kids come <laughs> been out around of the, kids. Kids come out of the womb and they demand to be the center of attention and they demand to have their needs met. In fact, it's like what you have to do to get them beyond that is train them out of that. So I'm 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 struggling until I think, well well maybe this is not about psychology. Maybe this is about what's actually happening in the moment where these men are in this competition Mm -hmm. and think about the various things they might have said and argued to declare themselves, what competitions they were having with one another. Like a case for it kind of thing. I'm the strongest. I'm the smartest. I'm the lovingest. I'm I'm the the righteousest. I'm the best looking. And here's what I know about this kid. I, I don't have to know anything else about him, but I know this. It does not matter what competition they came up with. This kid's not even going to compete. He's not in it, is he? He's not. He's not going to be the strongest. He's not going to be the smartest. He's not mm-hmm. going to be the most holy. He's not going to be the most intelligent. He's not going to be the wealthiest. He's not going to be the best looking. He's, he's not going to be any of those things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He, he cannot compete. And I, I, it makes me think, and you can push back on this if you think I'm barking up the wrong tree, that I think the humility here is, is really that idea of, guys, you can't be the greatest in the kingdom until you quit worrying about being the greatest in the kingdom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, until you just realize that there's no competition here, and, and, you, and you really don't have a dog in the fight of a competition. I think, you know, I think that that, that is a key element of even understanding humility. One of the great examples of humility in the Bible is Moses. Okay, that we're told that no one, the scripture says that no one is more humble than Moses. And so I guess if anyone had bragging rights about humility, it would be Moses, and then that destroys the whole thing. <laughs> but you you want to talk about a resume, though, leads the children of Israel out of Egyptian bondage, parts the Red Sea, you know, I mean. But when does he do that? He does that after he quits believing he's the man that can do that. Yeah. Yeah, 
My point is, even the statement about his humility is really after many of these great things. Yeah. And so, I'm, I'm again, to what you said, it is this appreciation of, I'm not contending, I'm not competing. That's not the goal, yeah. to be greatest. Yeah. I, I might have a goal to be faithful, mm-hmm. okay, and, and active and devoted. These are all good goals, but greatest is not on the list. I can't make a case for it because what the Lord needs is humility. So now let's go back to what you brought up in the previous verse where the, the New King James says, be converted mm-hmm. or turn and become like this. But notice what else it says. Unless you, so that, that statement where he says, whoever becomes like a little child, that's a relative pronoun. That's kind of this, anybody, we're just talking about qualifications yeah. and you can do that. I could do that. Any, it, any, it, it could be anyone. Mm-hmm. But in that statement where he says, unless you become converted, mm-hmm. it is, it is emphatic. It is pointed. He says, truly, right. Amen. So let it be. So mm-hmm. it is. Mm-hmm. I say to you. I'm not talking to anybody else, apostles, but you, you 12 who have brought this argument to me. I am talking to you. And here's what I have to say to you, Mm -hmm. unless you turn, or as the New King James, unless you become converted Mm -hmm. like this child, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Now think about this. These guys have come to Jesus saying, who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And Jesus basically says, let me tell you something, fellas. If you don't stop this nonsense, not only will you not be the greatest in the kingdom of heaven, you won't even be in the kingdom of heaven. Wow. Wow. And that's the apostles. Yeah. The ones you described earlier as having declared their faith and having been with him. and <laughs> Well, and the ones who had left all to follow him when he called, you know. Humility is a big deal. It is a big deal. Humility is a very, very big deal. And if I can just wrap up with this one thing, if we don't, if we can't see that they've lost their humility, think about the question. Because what's the real answer to the question, who's the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? God. The king of heaven. <laughs> the king of and heaven. And it's like they've lost that because yeah. they think it's one of them. Yeah. yeah. It's a mess. I think we probably should pray about this. I think you're right. So glad that you joined us for Text Talk today. We'd love to hear from you. Send us an email, Talk at christiansmeethere.org. Let's pray. A great God and Father, we thank you, Lord, for this day. Father, while we pray that we might always have a zeal and eagerness to serve you and to serve you faithfully, uh, help us, Lord, to be humble. Help us to appreciate that we are not bringing things for you and to you, but, Lord, that we receive your grace, and we are what we are by your grace, and you work through us. And so, Father, we pray that we might learn humility, even to be as a little child, to please you, Lord, and be in your glory, you who are the greatest in your kingdom. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along. 
Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna! Christ is captain of the mighty throne.